Welcome to the Anthem Church Podcast. Our desire is to transform lives through authentic experiences with God and with people. This message is brought to you from Anthem Church in Fairview, Oregon. We pray you are encouraged, inspired, and strengthened through the teaching and preaching of God's Word. I'm so excited to be sharing the message with you today. So we are going into our last week of the series Summer at Anthem, man, and I'm so excited for the message. I hope you're ready to lean in today. Come on, I hope you can comment in the chat. Let's get into the message. I'm so excited. Today we are going to be in the book of Chronicles, First and Second Chronicles, and I don't know how much time you've spent with this book, but man, it is so so good. And, and, and as I've been reflecting upon it, it speaks to us today in such a relevant and powerful way. And so actually, I'm going to do something a little different today. Normally, I take one verse and kind of teach from the verse or one short portion of scripture. But what I'm doing today is actually I'm going to take the main themes of First and Second Chronicles, and we're going to go through them together and see how they speak to us in our day today. And man, you are going to see that it is so relevant. The scriptures are alive and they speak to us today and they are so, so important that we hear what they are saying. So I'm very excited to get into it. So before we get in, I want to set the stage for you. As we, as we begin to open up the book of Chronicles, you can turn there in your Bibles if you have it. We'll read it in a moment. But I want to set the stage for you. I want, I want to let you know where we're at in the story. So the book of Chronicles was written Um, about a couple hundred years after Israel came back from exile. Now, if you're watching, maybe checking out church for the first time, you're like, that means absolutely nothing to me. Here's what you got to know. There was this group of people, uh, Israel, and they were invaded and taken over by this other, this nation called Babylon. And Babylon came in and they destroyed their towns, their cities. It was all brought, their temple, it was all completely destroyed. And so some of these people were even taken to exile out of their homeland, home country, out into Babylon. And it was absolutely horrible. And, and so their, their hometown was completely destroyed. They were taken away. And in the middle of this, God speaks to them and he promises that there will be a savior. He promises that he will restore them. And so they, they are actually out in exile away from their homeland for about 70 years. And then finally, they're allowed to return. And so when they return, um, you think that, okay, everything is easy. We're finally back home. But it was not. What they, were, what they were finding is that they were having a hard time remembering who they were. See, when they, 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 they were able to be back home, which was awesome, but they still had to live under the rule of this other empire. And so they, there was confusion. There was division. There was about who are we? And, and there was apathy. They, they were allowed to rebuild their temple again, but they were taking forever. And they, they, they didn't remember who they were. There were some people in their midst who, who were who wanted to rebel against the empire and and just start a revolution. There were others who didn't. So they were just in this very incredibly difficult time and they didn't know who they were. They were struggling with apathy and divisions and there was crazy things going on in their world. And so to these people, 
the book of Chronicles is written. The author writes it to these people to, to speak to them, to encourage them. And so from this book today, I want, I, want, I want to hear how it speaks to us. I want to talk about how it speaks to us today because it does. And it speaks today in our world in such a powerful way. So today, the message that I want to share with you is titled, Three Things You Should Remember in 20. 20. Three things you should remember in 2020. I'm so excited because you know what? The book of Chronicles these, talks about three main themes. And so these three things, they aren't just my idea. It's not what I think you should remember in 2020. No, I'm, I'm, what I'll be doing is I'm going to be taking the three main themes of the book of Chronicles and the, what the writer and what God through the author was trying to communicate to his people. And I think it's such, is just as relevant to us today. So three things you should remember in 2020. Will you go ahead and pray with me as we begin today's message? Father, I want to take a moment and invite you God, to be in these moments, Lord. May this be more than words, more than thoughts, God, but may your power be in our midst, God. May we know you more, Jesus. May you give us clarity. Father, may we hear your word and hear your call for us as your people, God. We thank you, God. We thank you for everything you're doing and everything you will do, Lord. Our hearts are open. May you speak to us, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so my first thought for you today, the three things you should remember. The first thing is remember who you are. So the writer in, of Chronicles, he begins this, this, these two books. Originally, it was just one, but due to scroll length, it was divided into two. So this book, Chronicles, the author, he begins it like this. If the first verse is this. It says, the descendants of Adam... So he starts all the way at the beginning. He goes all the way back to Adam. And he goes, the, the descendants of Adam were Seth, Enosh, this guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, and that guy. You get the point. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, so, the, so he, he starts this list of names and he starts all the way back at Adam. And, and have you ever heard the saying, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future? Have you ever heard that? What, it, what it's really trying to, to communicate is that your tribe, your people who, who, you, who you associate with determines so much of who you'll be, right? Man, I, I, I remember when I was young, my dad, he would always say to me, Eric, you're a Morales, and we Morales, we get, one thing we do is we give anything we do, everything we've got. So anything we do, we give it everything we've got. And, 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 I, and he made sure that I lived it. And I remember when I was younger and I, I was on a soccer team and, and I, I, there would be games. You know, I was a kid. There would be games that I didn't really want to play. You know what I mean? Whatever. I was having an off week. I didn't really feel like being there. I was tired. Rather be playing video games. Whatever. But I, he could tell, right? And I was out on, on the field and maybe I wasn't running as quick. I wasn't scoring as much. Whatever it might be. But he could tell. And he was, he was that dad on the sidelines where he would be, he would, I'll say, he would be yelling at me and he would just be saying, Eric, 
If you don't feel like playing, then get out of the game. But if you're gonna if you're gonna be in the game, you gotta give it everything you got. He was that dad, and I'd be like on the field, like okay, and I'd like you know, and and, it, and he would push me to play well, and 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 that marked me. Being being my father's son marked me. It shaped me as a person. And and what the right and so Chronicles begins with a list of names. And you know what's you know what's crazy? It's nine chapters of names. You you open up the book of Chronicles, the guy, the author goes nine chapters of just names. And see here's what he's trying to do. He's trying to say you know what, in all of this division and in all of this political uncertainty and all of these things that you're facing, what you got to do is you got to remember who you are. You got to remember who you are. And who are you? He uses this list of names to tell them you are the people of God. No matter what the world looks like, no matter what the kingdoms of this earth look like, you are the people of God. You got to remember who you are. And see, because the thing is, when you forget who you are, you forget why you're here right? And maybe you've been feeling this way in this season. Maybe you've been feeling without a sense of purpose or meaning. Maybe you've been feeling unstable and and shaken up. Maybe you've been feeling confused. Maybe you've been feeling like you have no direction in this season or in life. See, when you forget who you are, you forget why you're here. And what the writer starts off by doing is he lists all of their descendants back to the very beginning. And he marks some key people and some key stories. And he is trying to get them to remember who they are. And what you got to know today, church, in 2020, is you got to remember who you are. Because you got to remember that you are the people of God. You got to remember that he called you, that you are the light of the world. Church, you got to remember in 2020, you are the salt of the earth. Church, you got to remember that you are the hands and feet of Jesus. Church, we got to remember who we are. You are the people of God. We got to remember who we are. You are children of God. I want to read this scripture to you. And it says, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. It's talking about Jesus, but to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. And I want you to know one thing today, that no matter who you are on the other side of this screen, no matter how you feel about yourself, no matter how messed up you might think you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what your past says about you, that you are fully accepted into the family of God, that you are the child of God, that Jesus opened the door for you by what he did on the cross, that you are the people of God. No matter what you feel, you are the people of God. And I know today that if the church remembered who they are, the people of God 
would remember who they are, our world would look differently. Our churches would look differently. Our communities would look different. May we remember who we are. The second thing that the writer, that God through the writer of Chronicles is trying to communicate to this people is he's trying to say, remember Jesus is king. And I know Chronicles is in the Old Testament, but hang on with me here for a second because this is important. This is good. See, I remember shopping for my wife's engagement ring. And, and, and see, the thing I didn't know when I was shopping for my wife's engagement ring was how complicated the situation was going to get. <laughs> I, see, I, I didn't know that, like, you, you know the four C's, like the clarity, the cut, the color, and there, there's all these things when it comes to buying an engagement ring. And, and, and see, I had no idea about any of that, right? But as soon as I found out about all of that, man, it was, it was game over. I was that person at the store that was like having them put the ring under the, the microscope so that I could inspect like every imperfection, every piece about it. Like that was literally me. I probably made it way harder than it needed to be, but that was me. I didn't need the biggest ring, but I wanted it to get it as close to perfect as possible. And see, I cared so much about it was because this ring is, is about to be a symbol of the promise that I'm making to my wife, right? I'm about, to, I'm about to make a promise to my wife and this ring was the symbol. And in Chronicles and throughout the entire biblical story, there are so many symbols that God uses and the people of God use to signal promises from God and the, and the writer of Chronicles. He begins to zoom in on one very particular one. After he goes through nine chapters of name upon name upon name, he begins to zoom in on the life of David. And he actually spends a lot of time on David. And, 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 and the interesting thing is, the writer of Chronicles, he actually gives us new material about David, new stories and stories that make him look good and strong and heroic. And he actually, interestingly enough, keeps out stories that make David look bad. And, and it's not because he's trying to hide the bad things about David, but it's because he is using David as a symbol, as a symbol of one of God's promises. And, 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 it, and, it, and it all begins right here with this scripture in, in Chronicles 17. This is actually a promise that God was giving to David. This is God speaking to David. And he says this, furthermore, I declare that the Lord will build a house for you, a dynasty of kings. For when you die and join your ancestors, I will raise up one of your descendants one of your sons, and I will make his kingdom strong, and I will secure his throne forever. So he's talking about this descendant of David who, whose throne will endure forever. And he says, and I will be his father, and he will be my son. And he goes on, and he says, I will never take my favor from him as I took it from the one who ruled before you. I will confirm him as king over my house and my kingdom for all time. And his throne will be secure 
forever. And so, and so he's talking about this king and this promise that, that God is giving to David. And this promise is actually picked up throughout all of scripture. In Jeremiah, he, he actually even talks about this as well. He says, Jeremiah, long after the time of David, he says, for the time is coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up a righteous descendant from King David's line. He will be a king who rules with wisdom. He will do what is just and right throughout the land. And this will be his name. The Lord is our righteousness. And so, he, and so there's this promise of a king who will rule justly and fairly, who is full of wisdom, whose kingdom will never end. And I think we know who they're referring to. Jesus himself, later on in Revelations, describes himself this way. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright and morning star. And see what he is trying to do, what the writer was trying to do in Chronicles, is he is using David as a symbol of the promise of this king. And what he's trying to tell the people is, I know things look a certain way on earth right now. I know things are crazy. I know we're going through all of these things and divisions and all of this stuff is happening. But what you got to know is that our hope is not in the things of this world. Our hope is not in the events in the kingdoms of this world, but our hope is in a king whose reign will never end. Our hope is in a Messiah, a savior who will rule and reign fairly and justly, who is full of wisdom. He will be victorious and our hope is in him. And what you got to remember, church, and what it speaks to us in the same way is you got to remember that Jesus is king. In 2020, no matter what things look like, no matter what comes or what goes, the th our hope is not in the things of this world, but our hope is in the King Jesus. He will be victorious. He will, his reign will never end. He is a king, the one king that rules justly and fairly with wisdom. He is the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. Our hope is in Jesus. And no matter what things look like on earth today, he is the king. And so the question today is, where are you placing your hope? Is it in the things of this world? Is it in the institutions or the places of this world? Where is the hope of your heart and of your life, of your future? Is it in, on this earth See, because if, you're, if you place your hope in things that are temporary, if you place your hope in things that can change and things that can be taken away, then your hope is only temporary. But I want you to know and I want you to remember that Jesus is the king whose reign will last forever. That no matter what else comes and what else goes, that Jesus 
is king, that Jesus is victorious, that his kingdom will reign forever. And that is where we place our hope, not in something that can come and go, but we place our hope in Jesus. And church, I hope that we would remember today that he is the king, that he is our king, no matter what things look like, our hope is in him. Remember Jesus, his king. And so there's last thing that from the book of Chronicles that we are called to remember as the people of God is remember you are called by God. Remember you are called by God. So the, the author of Chronicles, he, he, after the names, he goes on to David and the temple and then he goes on and he talks about the various kings. You know, this, this king and that king, all these different kings that, that reigned during that time. And he goes on and he starts talking about them. And, and, and he uses very, very specific language when talking about each king. For example, in the next verse, he, he, he says some, to some of them, he says, He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his ancestor David. And then the next one, he could say this. He said, he did what was evil in the Lord's sight, following the detestable practices of the pagan nations. And so it was this back and forth. And and what he was really trying to do was he was asking them, who will you be? Right? As he's going through all of these lists of kings and names and some who were faithful and some who were not faithful, The question he's trying to pose to them is, who will you be? Church, who will we be? (laughs) Right? Will we be those that are faithful to our God? Will we be those that do what's pleasing in the Lord's sight? Will we be in 2020 today? Will we be those that love people, that are the light of the world, that are the salt of the earth. The question that he's trying to say is, who will you be? And see, the thing is, you are called by God to be those that are faithful. You are called by God to be, those, to be his people here on earth. And what you got to know today is that we aren't called by God to be his people so that we are accepted by him. That's not the case. We are called by God to be his people because we are already accepted by him. And so the question now is, will you live up to the family name? Will we, as the people of God, live up to the family name? Who will we be on earth? And church, I think we need to remember that we are called by God to be the people of God here on earth, that we would not waste this moment, that we would not waste 2020, that we would remember that we aren't just here just to be here, but we are here as the people of God. And he's, he's asking, who will you be in 2020? Church, who will we be in 2020? Will we be the people of God here on earth? Will we be those that are faithful, that do what's pleasing in the Lord's sight? Not because we're trying to get God to accept us, but because of Jesus and what he did on the cross, we are already 100% 
accepted. And from there, as the people of God, as the family of God, as children of God, we are called to be who we are here on earth. And church, that's my prayer, that we would remember who we are, that we would never forget who God calls us to be, that we are God's people, that we would remember that Jesus is the king, that our hope is in him, and that we would remember that we are called by God for this moment, in this moment, to be his people here on earth. And so I want to take a moment and I want to pray for us as a church. And if you'll join me in prayer, man, we ask God to do these things in us, that we may be these people and live this out in this season, that we would not waste a moment, but that we would be his people today on earth. Will you pray with me? Father, I take a moment, Lord, and I pray for every single one of us listening, Lord. I pray for Anthem. I pray for this church and I pray for the church at large, Lord. God, that we would remember who we are, Lord. That we are your unique and set apart people. That we are your children whom you love. God, may we remember who we are. God, may we place our hope in you and you alone, God. And then through that hope, God, through the identity we find in you, may we be your people. May you empower us, God. Equip us, God, to be your people here on earth, Jesus. God, I pray right now, God, for those who are feeling without a lack of direct, who are feeling a lack of direction, God, who are feeling a lack of identity, God, who, Father, I pray that right now, God, you would speak to your people, that even right now, God, you would um, give us the energy, the strength, the wisdom, God, that you would speak to our hearts, God, our identity, God, and our calling as your people. And may you lift our eyes to see Jesus, our hope, the King who will reign forever. We thank you for that today, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. We are located at 1415 Northeast 223rd Avenue in Fairview, Oregon. You can find us online at www.anthemfamily.org and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at My Anthem Family. God bless.